Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. All right, now joined by the man. The uh, if there was if there could be a mayor of Tucson, a de facto mayor for just truth and being able to spit through everything, it would be the man that I'm talking to right now, Aaron, Mister U of A Torres. Hello, Aaron. How you doing, buddy? First of all, there's only one mayor in Tucson right now, and that's Tommy Lloyd, who continues to blow me away. Uh, but as you said, uh, you know, we, we uh, you know, in terms of everything that has happened in the past with Arizona that we can now permanently put in the past, uh, I put myself at the top along with you, Jason Shear, some of the other guys and girls who cover the team, as people that have just done what a journalist is supposed to do, seek the truth and report it. We've done it, uh, and I think we were largely vindicated this week. All right, I want to give. I want you to spike the football a lot here because again, okay. it's one thing for local people to do it right here, but you were a voice sure. of a national reason right here, and uh, that can't be minimized, especially when everybody, so many different people, are running off saying, you know, you got to get rid of Sean Miller. They're uh, you're paying Aiton. Let me ask you this: when all, this all broke, and what was kind of your first question mark where you're like, hmm, this doesn't quite all add up right here. Well, I think, honestly, uh, Mike, you know, not only do Arizona, I think the reason I've connected with Arizona fans is not only because I've defended the program through all this, but because I own the mistake that I made the night that the initial DeAndre Ayton report came out via ESPN. And listen, there's still a tweet that's up right now that I take full ownership for that said, Sean Miller will never coach another game of college basketball. Again, I told Sean Miller about that when I had him on my podcast a year ago. And, you know, I, I think to your point, Mike, I do think there was probably a moment in time, probably about three. And, and you know, it's funny, right, because even going through this on my own podcast throughout the, the last couple of days, um, you know, you, you go back to that moment in time. And I think all of the national outlets, they were all trying to one up each other. And there was so much right. coming out. And frankly, so much that was proven over time to be untrue, not just on Arizona and Sean Miller, but a lot of other stuff. And so it was probably you know, a day, it was probably a day or two later. I mean, when, when DeAndre plays the next night at, at Oregon 
And Sean Miller, you know, has that, that famous press conference six, seven, eight days later, whatever it is. Even before that, I think probably 36 to 48 hours, you start to peel back the layers and say, some of this stuff doesn't add up. And I can't remember all of the details right now, but, you know, obviously Christian Dawkins would have no reason to talk about DeAndre Ayton. He was never affiliated with him as a recruit. There were probably two or three things that were pretty inconsistent that if you really know the sport, or even if you don't know the sport, you start to realize as you, as you listen to other people. And so I would say probably about 36 hours after that report, maybe, maybe even less than that, is when I started to say some of this stuff just doesn't add up. Well, right, and I think you hit the nail on the head with the one-upping because, again, we're in a, we're in a different era of journalism now than what you and I came up uh, reading where yeah. you know everything is a, a race to be first. Everything has to be out there. There aren't the copy editors out there that there were. Now, again, I'm not making any excuses for Schlebach here because at the end of the day, you know, you just kept regurgitating a bad story in a different way. But it's just not what we grew up on. It's a totally different yeah. era, especially, too, where people can't admit that they're wrong on something. Like yeah. you said you know, I was the same way. I'll be honest. I remember exactly where I was when that news broke. And uh, one of my favorite things to uh, do on Twitter is to pretend that every that Kevin O'Neill's about to take every job just to see if somebody will bite and you know say that. I said, well, I guess <laughs> I guess Kevin O'Neill's coming back to Arizona. But again, I was wrong. But at the end of the day, though. Where are we at in journalism, though? When was something out? Because the IARP has cleared Sean Miller. He has no show cause. He has no suspension. As a matter of fact, they said he was very forthcoming with everything out there. Yeah. And But that's not what people are going to remember, Aaron. All they're going to remember is, or a good percentage of them, well, yeah, that's the guy that paid DeAndre Ayton. And yes. yeah, he, pro he probably got off on some technicality. No, he didn't get off on a technicality. This was investigated by the FBI and the IARP, and they both came back with nothing. No, a thousand percent. And this is why, you know, I've defended Sean a little bit too. And I, I think even Arizona fans are kind of tired of my defense of Sean Miller no, at this point. Not, they moved up. Not. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Cause you know, I, I never, you know, one, I never want to minimize what Tommy Lloyd is doing right now and not give him the credit for everything that he's doing on the court. But with Sean, that's exactly what it was, was, was listen, you know, obviously there was stuff that happened. Book, Book Richardson got what I believe to be a completely unfair 10 year show cause but he did some stuff. Mark Phelps did some stuff. So I, I've never once, and I think you can go through the archives of my podcast. You can find my tweets. I've never said Sean Miller never did anything. Arizona basketball never did anything. But again, we can only go on the facts and information that we have. And this is why I have always very publicly defended Sean Miller is what are the, the what are the links? What are the ties? What is this? What is that? Like, like, and so I, that's why I've always been sympathetic, and, and I'm happy that he's landed on his feet. I'm happy that Arizona basketball has landed on its feet because, to me, I just can't imagine going through life having the entire world think something of you that simply isn't true. Right. Um, and, and you can sit here and say that it wouldn't affect you and this and that. you got to block out the noise. Coaches say stuff like that all the time. When the world thinks something of you, that factually is not true. I can't even imagine what that, you know, it, we would call it a scarlet letter, but imagine being branded with a scarlet letter that you didn't do. And so that's why I've always defended him. That's why I'm always really happy uh, to talk about this because, and, and I said it on my, my own podcast on, I guess it would have been Friday morning, which mm -hmm. is if this was your program, because, you know, non-Arizona fans, Torres, you talk about this team too much, blah, 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 this and that. Well, guess what? If it was your program, you would want me to fight for your program 
the same way that I have fought for Arizona's program over the last couple of years. And it's for this reason. It's because if I was an Arizona fan, I would be frustrated. If I was Sean Miller, I would be frustrated. And Arizona deserves this moment now where maybe nobody outside of Arizona fans care, but everything that you guys and girls have been saying for the last five years has been proven to be correct. All right. I want to get to where some of the inconsistencies get here in just a second, but got to pay the bills right here first. The DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. All right, Aaron, you've been watching some Arizona basketball. I'll tell you this. But if you wanted to take the over on Tommy Lloyd's games, you're probably going to get some money. Now, again, it uh, kind of catches up at some point because those lines get adjusted, but that's what it's there for. And during NBA season, you can put down five bucks and you can get $200 in free plays if that team just wins straight up. That simple, that easy. Take the bucks against a bad team. Check out the show notes and the link in the description. 21 and up, Arizona only. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. And Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check it out at their Tempe location or down here when we have our watch parties at Tap and Bottle for all the away Arizona men's and women's basketball games. All right, Aaron, I think here's where a lot of people get confused, and I'm glad we got you on to be able to kind of unwrap this onion a little bit. Is that the, is that the verbiage unwrap this onion? Um, uh, unpeel maybe unpeel. Yeah. Unpeel. Sorry. My bad. Um, why is Kansas, why has Kansas been essentially overlooked in the national media? Yes. Bill self got a, you know, a, a meaningless four game suspension, but you don't see the national people going at Kansas with 10% of what they went at Arizona with. You know, I, I'll be honest. I, I think it speaks to what you said a minute ago. I, I don't, you know, there, there's a narrative that, you know, Bill Self is quote unquote protected by the media. I don't know that I believe that. I just don't think that 80 to 90%, I don't know if that's, I, I just made up a number, but a significant portion of the people that talk about this stuff have done the homework, right? And, and so again, you know, I, I think if, if, I don't want to name names, but I think if you said to the average person, Prior, maybe prior to this week, maybe they finally kind of got caught up on the facts. DeAndre and Sean Miller, what do you know? I think even people that cover the sport would say, well, you know, I mean, we all saw the report about Sean Miller. And I don't think anybody knows that, like, Christian Dawkins talked about that in a court of law under oath. Right. Like, no, that never happened. Um, and so I, I, I'm i in the minority. I actually don't believe that there's, like, this, you know, uh, group that wants to cover up for Bill Self. I just don't think people have done the homework. And then again, from the Kansas perspective, there is no wiretap. You have to dig through the text, True. but through Good the point. text, you you know, you see him essentially arranging, hey, touch base with this guy at this time to take care of this at this moment for at the time it was Silvio D'Souza. You know, TJ Gasanola was the Adidas rep that worked with him. So I could go on and on. Um, I, like I said, I, I, I do think I'm probably in the minority. I don't think that I, this is a big, massive cover-up for Bill Self. Um but it, it's been weird, though. It's been weird. And I can tell you people that, that worked under, you know, worked at Arizona at that time. I've had conversations with them of like, it, is, did Sean do something at some point that everybody – because like it just – the coverage of them relative to Kansas, it just doesn't add up. It just doesn't. Yeah, again, uh, let me ask you this. And this is one that I can't – I don't have an answer for. You might not have an answer for either. I'm just – I'm still curious, though. If you were to switch both programs – and you had the exact same information that Arizona had with Kansas and vice versa at Arizona, would Kansas have gotten hit like this with the national media? If Sean Miller was coaching at Kansas with all the stuff that came out? You know, I here, here's the better question, right? Mm -hmm. Because Bill Self is and was even at that time such a big name, 
Does an editor rush out a story linking Bill Self $100,000 to the highest paid recruit? Or do they, to your point, vet it and edit it and make sure, hey, we got to have all, this is Bill freaking Self. This is one of the kingpins. I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is, you're right, if it was just the same facts, same case, same this, same that, then yes, I I think to your point, I I don't think Arizona would, you know, I don't think they would have been covered as maliciously uh, or Kansas wouldn't have been covered as maliciously as Arizona was given the circumstances. Uh, But I I even wonder, again, the quote-unquote smoking gun that they supposedly had on Sean Miller that they never had, to your point, does that even get out if the name is Bill Self? Because you know, when you run that, with Bill mm-hmm. Self, that is, you know, Bill Self is is no disrespect to Sean Miller, but he's probably he's one of the, tier. yeah, he's one of the three, four, five guys that everybody knows. It's not only a college basketball story at that point. That's a, it probably leads first take at that point, or it's on first take at that point. It's on Skip and Shannon at that point. I don't know that Sean Miller's name does that. Um, and so I, I guess that probably answers your question of, is that even a report that gets out without more thorough vetting? Uh, you know, if, if the name is Bill Self instead of Sean Miller. I get asked all the time, what is Sean Miller's legacy here? And you know what I'm – and I've, I've kind of come to this conclusion. I believe his legacy is this. Yes, he didn't get to a Final Four, but he made Arizona a two-coach school. And that is, that, a, yeah. that is a massive thing, and you and I have talked about that before, where you look at the Mar- the Marylands, the, um, uh, the UNLVs, the Georgetowns. Those are all – when a prospective coach is looking at that, you start wondering, well, is it really that good of a job or was it because Jerry Tar or, uh, you know, uh, Jerry Tarkanian made it or that Gary Williams made that job in Arizona. Now you've had two coaches that have won at the highest level. Granted, I know didn't make a final four, but had number one teams and whatnot. That to me is, I think what people are going to look back on. And quite frankly, with the, what he left at Arizona with Ben Matherin, with Christian Coloco, with uh, Julius Tabellas, Kirk Kreese, I can keep going. I think history in Tucson will actually be pretty kind to Sean Miller, to be honest with you. And that generally doesn't happen in these types of situations. Oh, I mean, I I don't think there's any doubt. And I don't think even current history. I mean, you know, Sean talked about it on my podcast is he stayed in Tucson after he got let go. And I mean, how often does that happen in a situation like that? And, and, you know, I I think, again, it was partly because the Arizona fans were so defending of him but he said i have nothing but great things to say about arizona fans now to your point historically i think it's a great point right um because you know if if and the other thing too really quick before we get back to that and i think you and i might have talked about it i know that sean and i talked about it on my show was you know i think it's easy now to just say arizona to to coach school all that i think what's easy to forget the circumstances with which he took over arizona what was it Mike, four coaches in four years, three coaches in three years, something like that. I mean, I know your boy Kevin O'Neill, you just brought him up a minute ago. Russ Pennell, um, uh, Kevin O'Neill, and, you know, Mike Dunlap was a good name to coach there for a second before uh, Russ Pennell took it. So you had four coaches. Sean Miller was your fourth coach in four years. Exactly. And so, you know, I, I think, you know, it, like you said, you put the wrong guy in place and he fizzles out in three years. And, and he'll even say, you know, if, if if the USC Tim Floyd thing doesn't happen and I don't get Derek Williams, I don't know where I am. So he was very deferential to the guys that came with him early on in the process. But to your point, what is Arizona right now? Is it as appealing to Tommy Lloyd where, you know, I still go back to Tommy Lloyd's introductory press conference where he said, you know, I, I, I've turned down a lot of opportunities. Arizona was one that not only could I not turn down, Mark Few wasn't going to let me turn it down. I mean, you know, uh, you know, he tells the story of when he told Mark Few and Mark Few said, you got to take that one. 
Um, and so I, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, history, when you win at the level that, sh- that, that Sean did, you didn't win a final, you didn't win a championship. You didn't go to a final four, but I, I say this all the time about coaches that bring that type of success to a school, it, you know, in the moment when he was fired, when he was like, Oh, I know there might've been whatever, but I guarantee you there's going to be a 15, 20, 25 year anniversary of one of his teams or many of his teams. And when he walks out of that tunnel, he's going to get a huge ovation at McHale center. Um, and I think now, especially now that it's done and Arizona fans don't have to worry about what is our future. As a matter of fact, our future is in great hands, right. not only because of the IARP ruling, but because of who replaced Sean Miller. Um, I, I think they're going to be very appreciative of, of really two things, Mike, let me even, and, and sh- again, something that Sean said, you know, he had to rebuild that thing twice. He had to rebuild it, you know, from the, the four coaches in four years, then he had to rebuild it after the initial wave of sanctions when Sharif O'Neal decommitted, I think was Bull Bull maybe committed at that point. I don't he wasn't, remember. But he was in the bag. He was in the bag. Pardon the pun, right there. Yeah, no yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. And so, and, and he said, you know, and, and by the way, think about what he did. To your point of brings in the class with Josh Green, Nico Mannion, Zeke Naji, yep. and then Christian brings Coloco. in the fo- yeah Christian Coloco, and then brings up the follow up class with with Matherin, Dale and Terry, etc. And so, you know, he, I think that's part of it too, is not only was it there, the success, but you can criticize Sean Miller for whatever you want, but he left a foundation for Tommy Lloyd to pick up right where he left off and maybe even take it to a level that he couldn't. And I think Arizona fans need to be forever grateful for that. Cause right. by the way, like imagine if Tommy Lloyd takes over a program where he's got to replace 11 players as great as Tommy Lloyd. I think he is. That's a lot different than inheriting what he did and then building upon it with guys like Balo. Uh, Pella Larson guys that he's brought right guys that you're kind of bringing in on the fringes where you've already got that core of Matherin of Tabellis of Dalen Terry Christian Coloco etc um I want to ask you now a little bit about their playing style but game time here's the deal the official ticketing app you you can get on game time and let's just say that you want to go to a game that Aaron Torres is at and but you Mm. find out last second where Aaron's at you go to game time, uh, click on the link in the description. You can get over 60% off many times last second. It's great for procrastinators out there. Check it out. Game time, again, 60% off can get to sporting events. You name it, they got it. Check out the link in the description. And more furniture, MOR furniture. Read on the entire PHNX studios. Looks absolutely fantastic. Give it a look at morfurniture.com. All right, when Tommy Lloyd took over, I always, you know, you grew up watching Jim Calhoun. I grew up watching. I'm going to let you. Uh, I'm going to let you get some UConn shine in here in a little bit too. But uh, you sure. know, Lute um, Olson was a fast paced. A lot of coaches say they're going to play fast, but they really don't. Um, at Arizona, Lute sure. Olson, you got up and down, and you know his his goal, if he had better teams than you, was to embarrass you. Tommy Lloyd said something that I found very interesting when he took over. He said, we're going to run. He said, not just because it makes me sound cool or it sounds like it's the best way to get recruits. It's because it's the best way to win, I believe, around here. And, man, he has been a man of his word on this. I mean, this is the offenses that you watch, how fast-paced they are, how he is able to develop everybody into a certain role has really been a, a sight to behold there, Aaron. Aaron, I think you froze. All right, well, I'll keep going here. Hopefully, Aaron unfreezes here in a second. Aaron, if you want, maybe remove and then just uh, bring yourself right back in. Here we go. Let's try this again. Remove. 
add. Here we go. Now let's see where we're at. Um, hmm. All right. Well, we got to free- we got to freeze on Aaron's part. But you know what Aaron was saying though, and we'll try to try to get him. Aaron, just try to hop back on here real quick. But um, uh, I think the thing that Aaron was talking about though is just you know how um, uh, just how you know again I'm texting Aaron. Yeah, real quick. Hold on, just a second. I got you, Aaron. Um, I think the thing that's uh, fascinating though about Arizona is that you've got to find out where exactly. Um, you know, this team, can you win at the highest level? Can you do this? Can you do, uh, you know, with this style? And I'm curious to see what Aaron has to say, texting him the link again. All right. He should be hop back in here in just a second. Sorry about that. But you know, he he's, he's spot on. And that's the reason that we've had him on is because he knows exactly what's going on as a national media sort. There are so many people that just jump to conclusions and they didn't really, you know, they didn't really do what they, sp- or, you know, what uh, they should do as real journalists. And that's, that's unfortunate. I'll try to get some reads out of here real quick. We got Aaron Torres back in here, my man. You're good, dude. Every time there's always some sort of technical difficulty. Um, no. I appreciate you, man. Do your reads. Uh, I apologize. No, I'm you're good. Be back. And I'm on the computer. If, if, if something goes wrong on the computer, I got way bigger problems than the AZ Wildcats podcast. I can tell you that much. Okay. Uh, yeah. Real quick. Um, Tap and Bottle, the official watch parties of PHNX are down at Tap and Bottle downtown. We watch everything there. Uh, Arizona uh, men's, women's basketball games. Scott and Rebecca do a great job. Got four peaks on uh, Tap down there as well. Come check it out. Uh, we'd love to see you down there. Tap and Bottle downtown. All right, Aaron, what is about watching Tommy Lloyd and the way that he gets up and down the court? Um, it's really something to behold, the efficiency and just the manner in which he's able to develop guys. You get players all the, or people all the time that just look at stars. Or I'll give you a perfect example. Keon Brooks, a transfer from Kentucky last year that ended up at Washington. A lot of people were bummed when they didn't. Uh, Arizona didn't get him. They end up with Cedric Henderson, who's kind of the sixth man and has been a perfect fit. Lloyd just kind of knows the right people to bring in at the right times and how to make all of this work there, Aaron. Well, I, I, you use one word in that, which I think is the key word, and that is the word development. Um, I'm blown away, man, because, you know, listen, last year you can kind of talk it. You, you could talk yourself into, uh, you know, uh, oh, you know, Ben Mather. And I mean, he would have been a pro no matter who was the head coach and, and all the pieces around him, whatever. But this year, and by the way, Dale and Terry definitely got better. Um Tubelis got better. Baolo got better from his Gonzaga days. Coloco certainly got better. But you could talk yourself into how much of it was Tommy Lloyd and his staff. And by the way, Tommy even said that in the offseason. He said, you know, I, I remember reading an interview with him where they asked him, what is the biggest question about Arizona this year? He said, it's me. I got to prove myself. I, I, I walked into a very good situation. And so what's so impressive to me about this Tommy Lloyd situation is you look back to last year, the guys that have are back this year. Every single one of them's gotten better. Like Umar Ball right. is obviously the most improved player in college basketball. Tabellus, I, I don't know if there was some injury stuff or whatever late in the year, but he did he does not look like the player today that he did to end the season last year. Obviously, Kerr has taken his game to another level as well. So that's what stands out because that was the key component that made Gonzaga Gonzaga over the last 15 years, is that their guys were always getting better within the system. And now I'm just gonna say it. And I've said it before on my show. I haven't. I haven't done the official. This is my definitive take. I think we got to start asking if Tommy Lloyd was the brains behind the operation at Gonzaga because Gonzaga has not looked like Gonzaga the last year and a half. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this year, if Drew Timmy decides to go pro, I, I, they're probably a tournament team, but I think we're talking, you know, fringes of the tournament. You're eight, talking nine, nine seed, 10 yes. seed, something like that, Aaron. So you, you have one program that for uh, 15 years was all about development. Everybody gets better European style, European recruiting, whatever. And now Tommy Lloyd's at Arizona and you have fast paced development, European style, European players, international recruiting, whatever. What's Gonzaga right now? It's a bunch of dudes that aren't really that much better than last year. They have zero international players right now. Then they do have an Australian kid committed for 2023, 2024. Um, I'm not saying, but I am kind of saying, I'm starting to think that he was maybe the brains behind the operation up there. I, I would agree with that. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit too about just kind of the front court, because I believe Arizona, when you look at the center and the power forward position, you're combining for 38 points and 18 rebounds between two guys. You generally don't see that in college basketball. And that really has been kind of the margin for error that Arizona has going into almost every single game. Now, listen, they're not as good on the perimeter as they were last year. You don't lose Ben Matherin and Dalen Terry. And with all due respect, replace it with Courtney Ramey and Pella Larson and get better. Solid, but not those type of players. But they go into every single game with an advantage up, uh, you know, down low. And they've exerted that against the best teams in the country when they played Indiana. And I still believe Creighton at the end of the year is going to be a good team. Yeah. Uh, when they play... When they played Creighton, those guys dominated, and I would expect more of the same against Tennessee. Not saying that they'll win, but I would expect them to dominate against Tennessee as well. It's a one-two punch nobody has an answer for. I mean, and I know you want to ask me about my Huskies. I mean, maybe UConn is the answer. but they Oh, I let in for that. I let in with that exact reason. You do it. Well, they don't, they don't play the two guys, big guys, together very right. normally. And so, um, no, it, it's just the way that – you know, it, it, and it's so cool, too, because what's especially cool about it, it speaks to maybe the skill set of Tabellus and, and Balo, honestly, is that you think you play two guys, 6'11", most of them 6'11 or bigger, most of them probably, you know, they're, they're better five feet in than they are from outside. You would think that it would limit the flow of the offense, the movement, the spacing, the passing, the dribbling, the cutting, the, the, right. and it doesn't. And so that's what I think makes Arizona so tough is we've seen plenty of teams in college basketball that have two good big guys, but it's kind of, you know, clog the paint. You know, this is, by the way, super random, but this is the argument at Kentucky or or it certainly mm. was last year. You mentioned Keon Brooks was he was kind of a five feet in from the basket guy and you couldn't play him with Oscar Shibway. Uh Kentucky. Right. Because of how they play, it's it, who can play with Oscar Shibway is very limited. And so that's what, to me, is most impressive about the Arizona thing is that you have these two great big men. They are both pretty good close to the basket, but it doesn't stop them from doing what needs to be done from you know everybody else on the court and from style of a play perspective. So to me, that's been the most impressive part, obviously, as I, I know I said it, but Umar Balo, to me, I don't think there's any question the most improved player in college basketball. And I think it's what makes Arizona so tough is they not only put up a lot of points, but they can beat you so many different ways. I thought one of my big concerns going into the season was Kerr Carissa. Now, again, I it wasn't a huge concern because I've seen Kerr. Kerr was the epitome of one of those guys that could go 3 of 15, but when there was a big shot to be had, he took it with confidence sure. and many times made it. And you can't fake that. You either have that or you don't. But we would always hear about, well, he's a really good shooter, but the percentages just never showed. Like 33% from three, 34% from the field. Aaron, all I wanted was 40% from both this year and deal with that. 
not only is he doing that, he's dishing out seven and a half assists per game. I'm really excited to see what he looks like against Tennessee, a team that's going to be pressuring, that's got some quick physical guards that, you know, Arizona had some trouble with last year. I'm curious to see how he looks and Courtney Ramey in that situation. No doubt. I mean, Tennessee is a really solid defensive team. Now, again, they haven't played a team, obviously, with the off- of the dynamic offensive, you know, talent that Arizona has had. But listen, I, I do still think Kerr is questions, not the right word. But but, you know, if there's kind of something you can kind of punch in the Arizona thing, it's, you know, can he create enough off of the dribble, you know, with great, great, great defense. And so to your point, like this is a great weekend for him to show it. And this is why you play these games in December, especially with the way the Pac-12 is looking this year. But, um, you know, no this why you play big, what was that? I said, no joke, man. Gosh. Yeah, no. And so this is why you play big games in December it is you play different teams from different parts of the country, different styles, um, because, you know, at some point you're going to face a team like Tennessee in the NCAA tournament or a team like Creighton, who I know they played in November, but you get the point, a team like Indiana. So I'm with you. Um, I've been impressed with his growth as well. I've been impressed with his, uh, you know, never lacking for confidence. I know that was not necessarily a problem last year either, right. but I- I'm so excited to watch this game on Saturday because I think it's such a cool clash of styles with obviously the really strong defensive presence from from Tennessee Arizona's better defensively than people give him credit for, um, but but obviously they, they make their hay on the offensive end. All right. He's Aaron Torres, host of Fox Sports Radio, plus the Aaron Torres pod. Um, Aaron, where can they find all of your information? Because, again, Tucson, anybody that's in Tucson that isn't following would like to definitely know where they can find all of your stuff as the de facto mayor of Tucson. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm Tommy Lloyd's uh, co-mayor. Tommy Lloyd is the mayor. Let's, let's not. Uh, <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So no. Um, so yeah. Uh, at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter is, is where most of all my content goes out. Uh, if you are on Twitter, um, we do have a, I, I have team specific pages that are, you know, run by fans mm-hmm. and I do hop in and share my own content, but for the most part, uh, it's just a news feed of Arizona. So if, if you don't like me or you don't want to hear me talk about other teams, uh, not only Aaron underscore Torres, but we have a Torres on Arizona page. Uh, it is run by a current Arizona student. Um, and so we, we do a ton of stuff there, a lot of Arizona specific content and information, not just on foot, not just on basketball, but football recruiting this, that, um, and, and, you know, that page is growing. I, I think the news of the week helped that page grow quite a bit. Um, uh, but yeah, so those are the two places for sure, uh, on social media where I share all my information, well, all my yeah. content. Aaron, you're the man, dude. I can't uh, can't thank you enough, and I know I speak for Tucson and giving you a big salute right there. You're uh, you were you got us through some hard times, my man. Well, thank you. Um, and yeah, to uh, my Friday podcast, I talked a lot about this Arizona ordeal. Uh, but uh, next time I get there, I'll let you know because uh, that brewery you were talking about sounds pretty good for all the Arizona watch parties. So I'll definitely. Oh, it's on, it's on me, my man. I appreciate you, bro. All right, thank you, all Mike. Right. We'll talk soon. For Aaron Torres, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.